Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is some This is the game where we find out if this is the bullshit. That's Sua, new rule. And alongside with me is co-producer Smart Smarts. Welcome back to your brother. Did you miss me? I didn't. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I bet you the listeners miss me, though. Bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, though? How are you, bro? Everything's good. Speaking of bing bong, um, you're going to be the voice behind my first NFT that I purchased with the Pigeons in New York. So you're going to, yeah. So Nasua's going to be the voice of bing bong. That's his name. Hey, yo. <laughs> yo, check this out. Check this out. So, Antonio Brown signs a $5 million deal with a music streaming service entitled Fuego Music. All right? $5 million? $5 million. And wow. then, And then check this out. Kanye West just signed Antonio Brown to be the president of Donda Sports for $2 million. Oh, wow. And he was sitting in a presidential suite during the Super Bowl. They bought they bought the presidential suite out. Antonio Brown was just lamped out, chilling, being the president of Donda Sports. So, Smarts, real quick, I ask you, is it the bullshit that hip hop has just paid Antonio Brown more than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did? That is some BS. How about that? How about wow? Well, shout to Kanye, man. He's a little crazy, you know. We 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 got some mixed feelings about that guy. You know what I'm saying? We we entertain the antics. We love him and we hate him. But shout to that guy. He comes through in the Kim. I mean, the clutch. Wow. Anyway, let's get this game started, Smarts. Following their recent defamation lawsuit, Tasha K, whose real name is Latasha KB, was ordered to pay Cardi B over $4 million. But the blogger told two bloggers on a show that will not get pub on this show because if you interviewing Tasha K, you are not a real one to me. She said to the bloggers, I ain't got it. Don't ask me for no money. I ain't got it. But listen, we have business in place that takes care of things like this. But of course, the appeal court and the Supreme Court is in process right now. She told the host promising that she would appeal the court's decision. That's what appeal court is for. Who's trying to pay $4 million? Cardi B responded to Tasha K interview with a message of her own. Without directly naming the blogger online, she told her followers that she will not take this comment lightly. Think it's a game? You think it's a game, ho? But trust, I'm a cuff for everything. BBHMM. That is what Cardi tweeted. I believe she's referring to Rihanna's song, Better Have My Money. <laughs> <laughs> Tasha K, who you think you are? Better have my money. You, and you went up an octave too, huh? Cardi B's a superstar. <laughs> better have my money. Word, facts. <laughs> Cardi B testified in January as part of the defamation lawsuit that Tasha K knowingly spread lies about the public figure through her platform, Unwind with Tasha K, which damaged her mental health and led her to seek mental help for her extremely suicidal thoughts. Tasha K published multiple false and defamatory statements about Cardi B, including that Cardi B was a prostitute, that Cardi B was a user of cocaine, that Cardi B had and still has herpes. By making and publishing these statements, Cardi B believes the defendants were intending to cause Cardi B emotional distress. The court ordered Tasha K to pay $1.5 million in punitive damages, $1 million for pain and suffering, nearly $1.3 million for Cardi B's attorney fees, and a half a million in reimbursement, and $25,000 for her medical expenses. Smart side action. Is it the bullshit that the truth from an unknown personality is worth 100 views, but lies from an unknown personality are worth four 
million dollars. Definitely some BS. Four million big ones. Wow. According to CBS.com, for those who have family in the Ukraine, these recent days have brought nothing but anxiety for the loved one's safety. CBS 2's Corey James spoke to a woman from the NYC area who doesn't know when she'll be reunited with her husband who lives in the Ukraine. With each stroke of her paintbrush, Ola Rondidiak is trying to find peace in her New York City studio, but there is one thing on her mind. How she's going to get a two-bedroom for her husband? Nah, I'm just playing. My, wow. <laughs> my immediate concern is my husband. That's what she stated. Rondidiak's husband, Petro, is in Ukraine a place that has been their home for 25 years. When tensions increased ahead of Ola's return in Eastern Europe last week, the couple decided to change the 55-year-old's travel plans out of concern for her safety and their children. All three kids are in the U.S. right now. They're in their 20s, and we discussed it at length, and we did not want to add psychological load to them as they're starting their lives with both of their parents in a potential war zone. You mentioned just being psychologically disciplined. Are you concerned? Are you worried? This is what Corey James of CBS2 asked the family. Yeah, I mean, everybody is worried. People try not to talk about it because they know that the panic is exactly what Vladimir Putin wants. This is what the husband said, Petro. Petro says some of the panic was felt during the 2014 revolution when grocery stores were empty, power was out, and cell phone reception was down. We're not seeing that here right now. All of the grocery store shelves are full. Restaurants, full. Bars, full. I mean, it's kind of surreal. You would thought you'd see Russian tanks here by any day now. Still, Petro tells CBS2 people in Ukraine are gearing up for the worst. Photos show his bags packed and loaded in the car. I'm prepared to drive out of here. I'm prepared to walk out of here. That's what he says, Smarts. While the unknown is scary, Ola and Petro said that they are staying positive for Ukrainians and their family. It's emotional. I'm trying to keep it together. This is what Ola said. My parents survived a war and they taught us to be strong. So that's what we have to do. Smarts, I ask you, is it the bullshit when Vladimir Putin watched CBS 2's Corey James speaking to a Ukrainian woman from the NYC area who doesn't know when she'll be reunited with her husband who lives in Ukraine? Vladimir Putin looked at his comrades and said, hmm, I don't know either. <laughs> that's some BS. Definitely. Uh, we're praying for them people in Ukraine. And finally, and finally, and finally, Horgensen Management, a potato farm in Bancroft, Southeast Idaho, gave workers nearly $160,000 in unpaid wages after a Department of Labor investigation. Kari Aguilar, District Director for America's Department of Labor's Wage and Our Division in Portland, Oregon, said in a press release this past Tuesday that the farm showed a willful disregard for the law in which it created a toxic workplace and victimized these vulnerable workers. Poor Jensen management could not immediately be reached for comment by Insider.com. The H-2A program allows employers to bring foreign nationals to the U.S. to temporarily fill agricultural jobs when they can't find enough domestic workers. The employers must provide workers with transport to the U.S. and housing. But Horgensen Management didn't pay guest workers for inbound transportation costs or meet housing safety or health standards. The farm also gave the workers less than three quarters of the hours guaranteed on their contracts and didn't provide wage statements to workers or pay them on time. Labor laws 
require H-2-way workers to be paid at least twice a month. The Department of Labor also said that the George Jensen management also used intimidation to exploit workers by threatening to terminate their contracts and send them back to Mexico if they refused to accept wages at a lower rate than legally required under the H-2A program. The farm also failed to pay the required rates to 69 domestic workers that was hired alongside H-2A visa workers. This was according to the Department of Labor. The department said it had recovered $159,256 in unpaid wages for the workers and had assessed $25,430 in civil money penalties. Smart side asks you. I ask you, Smarts. Smarts, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. Smarts, are you ready, Smarts? I'm ready. Go ahead, man. Smarts, are you ready? Killing me with the suspense, dog. Let's go. Is it the bullshit that for our black Americans to receive $159,256 in back pay for our agricultural services, we must leave our current jobs, fly to Idaho, just to be re-victimized while picking up potatoes? You ain't got to answer that. Wow. Thank you. F*** you. Bye-bye. It's a bunch of us. That's a reparation joke. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a bunch of us. I'm in the colony. Hold on. Everybody on a mark and everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it. I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash a bird. 40 on attack. Yeah, I'm acting dirty. If it's at the appellation to the appellation, I'ma do whatever that they take to make a black a nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the Nile River of New Jersey, the pilot of Tuskegee Training, the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the late night flight. Here is the victorious one, Nassour Nuru. What up, my passengers? We are first in priority. Donate to the cash app dollar sign the late night flight to get this work. From minorities, the late night flight. Oh, you never heard of it? Turn up the turbulence. Catch us on these Apple Podcasts and these Spotify services. iHeartRadio, YouTube, and the late night QR scan. Download Audible, download Amazon to hear us back and forth like a U-Haul fan. Hey, I started out not ahead of you. Now look at me. I'm the pilot with the better view. Making sure you can hear all 81 episodes wherever, wherever, wherever. Podcasts are available. Now let's take off. Previously on the late night flight. 2019, he signed a five-year, $15 million contract with the Miami Dolphins. Let's go for the seasons. Overall, he was 24 and 25. In my opinion, that type of record with a team like that, the Miami Dolphins, you're going to get another job. It may not happen this year. To be honest with you, it may not happen next year, but you're going to get another job. You're 40 years old. The average football coach in the NFL is like 55. So let me ask you a question. You think he should should have just chilled, took a vacation, spent time with his family for two years, and then waited for the call to come back? Well, first of all, he could have been an assistant coach and just make some more money. But we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Jers, I think this is my cue. All personalities do this. Stephen A. Smith, he'll come on first take the next day, get that Starbucks, kiss Molly on the cheek. I'm just being funny. I'm just being funny. That's not true. But he liked to let people know, I told you, you know, Mm -hmm. I let you know. I want to be that guy now. Why not? I mean, Tasha K is over here about the oh, uh, $4 million to Cardi B for lying. I'm over here telling you the truth. All I said was, this guy, Brian Flores, he just sounds like a bitter person who lost his job. Now, don't get me wrong. Is there systemic white racism going on in the NFL? Sure it is. All I was saying is that he was going to get a job. Now, 
Right now, he's the defensive coordinator. I'm pretty sure he's getting way more than just $150,000 to be a defensive coordinator. And the NFL, they want to do something, in their opinion, real nice. I don't think it's nice. I think it's condescending. But, oh, yeah, sure. You can still sue us. Go ahead. After we just got you a job. Sure. We we know what that's about to be. But I want to tell you a quick story. Quick story, Smarts. A quick story, Jers. There's a guy named Lovey Smith, right? Lovey Smith was the Chicago Bears head coach from 2004 to 2012. Then he became the Tampa Bay head coach from 2000, what's this? 2014 to 2016. So the guy got to coach two times. Now, the second stint was very short. The first stint I want to talk about real quick. He became the first set of head coaches alongside with Tony Dungy, the first pair of African-American coaches to coach a Super Bowl. Chicago Bears versus the Indianapolis Colts. If your quarterback is named Peyton Manning, then you already know who won, all right? But the reason why I'm telling you that is not because this man got to coach for more than a decade and he's got, he got a new job right now. So he only waited five years. I know that's like, only? What you mean? I mean, it's a 32, these are 32 teams, dog. It's a lot of coaches, 32 teams. I mean, let's just be for real. Kind of hard to get a job. You're talking to a guy that wanted to, I wanted to work for MTV, BET, all these shows for a long, long time, all these networks for a long time. I'm on a waiting list, all right? I'm just saying, okay? The guy got a job in five years. Lovey Smith. Now, with all that being said, fellas, I'm still telling you right now. Is it systemic white racism going on in the NFL? Hell yeah, it is. I can tell you right now. Tony Dungy, Dennis Green, these are black coaches that got to coach more than one team. And I'm going to still tell you it's systemic white racism going on in here. But all I was trying to make a point was the last time we had an episode about Brian Flores was that it's one thing to be passionate about what's going on with your personal life it's another thing to be passionate about your color. It's another thing to be passionate when you have a defense mechanism and you can use your color as the defense mechanism to say, yo, y'all doing some BS to me. And I just felt like the man was being a little bit personal about his outing. Because again, they was going to remove you so they could bring Jim Harbaugh out, a more credited coach compared to you. For right now, for right now. Super Bowl champ. You know, wait, is Jim Harbaugh a Super Bowl champ? It's their brothers. If that's the one that coached Baltimore, no, that's not the one that coached Baltimore. That's the one that coached Kaepernick. San Francisco. Yeah, he's not. A, he's not. He went to the. He went to the Super Bowl. He didn't win. With, he won with Kaepernick, bro. No, they never won. So um, some brothers <laughs> got the opportunity to be head coaches. In Both the of them are tremendous coaches. I believe. Though. I don't disagree with Both that. Both of them. I wouldn't disagree, but I'm just okay. Continue. So here, here's here's where I'm going. All right. I just think that it is it's it's this whole um what do you call that? It's I don't want to call it lightning in a bottle. It's more like a mistake that but but it, it came but it it has brought something to light. I don't know that term. Is there a metaphor for that? No. Okay. If there is lightning in the bottle, catching lightning in a bottle might be the best one. Let's just use catching lightning in the bottle. But the bottle, there's a there's a sticker on the bottle that's called mistake. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. this mistake that Brian Flores made. In my opinion, I think him suing the NFL is a mistake. I'm just being honest. But the anomaly. Mis- what you call that? What'd an you say? an anomaly. Fine. You can call it that. Okay. But the thing is, the fact that it's in the news and it's in the media, it has allowed us, the you know, the public, the general public, to mm-hmm. go back and say, yo, the NFL, you are doing some BS. But the reason why I'm just like, yo, Brian Flores, you shouldn't have just opened your mouth with this one is because. The NFL is not going to drop. Like when Kaepernick did what he did, black people was really like, I'm not watching the NFL. There was a legit drop. There was a, a 10% drop in their viewership in 2016, 2017. Y'all can look that up. Right now, NFL is higher than it ever been. 
it's so hot right now. Pepsi just dropped out. I don't know if y'all heard about this. Pepsi is no longer looking to be the sponsor, the main sponsor for the halftime show, which is scary to me because crypto.com is buying everything. And if y'all thought Bitcoin wasn't in the game to be currency, oh, y'all lying now. Crypto.com is going to be in the halftime show starring Jay-Z, Beyonce, and whoever else they could find, yo. But anyway, here's what I'll throw to you fellas. Are you finally ready to say, Brian Flores, you my man, you my brother, we understand the systemic white racism. However, the timing was wrong. Who's ready to say that with me? Who's ready? I want to hear from one of you. I'll say it with you. Thank you. Well, I mean, continue. Got it. Got it. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want it to get misconstrued. I understand where Brian was coming from, but come on, my guy. I mean, you just mad that you received a text from your old. What you call it? Associate? Work associate? I mean, hold on. It's not just any associate. It's probably D, probably it's, his mentor. It's D, exactly. It's Bill Belichick, man. And yeah. it made you realize that the interview you was about to have, it was already, the job was already taken. You was upset. And I understand because I'm an emotional guy. You know what, Brian? Let me talk to you for a second. Oh. Let me talk to you for a yes, second. Yes, please. Sometimes when you react off of your emotions, you don't get the best possible outcome. And I need you to comprehend this because, see, I had to learn it, right? Mm. And we, I don't know if we're the same age. We might be around the same age or some something of that nature. But if I can learn, so can you, my brother. You could have did this at a different time. You ain't have to do this right this second right now. You shed a light on something that the light was already on. That's why we got a Rudy rule. They interviewed you. Unfortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately. Jers, I'm sorry. I have to stop you there. That's Listen, all man. Did. Yo. That's Let's, all that's all the Rooney rule is. They jerks. just got an interview, unfortunately. Young man, listen. This is this now. See, when you say things like that, this is when I have to stay in the house because black people are gonna smack me around. Like, this is what you this is what you exciting out here on, on the streets in the soul when you say these things. No, 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 this is not what I'm saying. Cause I know firsthand the Rooney rule is a piece of I just said that. Oh, I oh, literally but, just said but that. But I'm saying, but we can't, but we can't raise the flag of of togetherness when you got a bull plan like the Rooney rule out here. Like, I I, I can't go for that. All I'm saying is that if you want to fight the Rooney rule, make a lawsuit about that. It should have been fought and for. It's just that. If, if fought and is a word. Hold on, hold on. But So here's your chance. Brian Flores put, put two white Jews outside and said, yeah, I'm about to fight systemic white racism. And I'm like, no, this is, this is not the good look because you don't really have a real case going on right now. Like it's some street shit. I'm telling you, think about it. You a cop, you, you done staked out. You done seen the whole trap, everything. You never seen a transaction. I don't have a case. I know what you do. I know you do it, but I can't blame you yet. We know it's systemic white racism. What you going to do? Count up the black coaches? That ain't good enough. What are you going to do? That's my point to Flores. Like what you did was out of character. And that's why they was like, you sure you don't want this job? They're like, I'll take this job because he already know he would have lost. Smarts, I see you quiet. My skeptic brother. I was waiting. I'm just obviously I disagree. Of course you do. Um, and the reason why I disagree is you do have a case because it's a fact that the person was hired before he was interviewed. So that means they had they would have to prove that they didn't interview a single African American person for the coach his job, right? Before they decided to give this guy an offer and hire him. The reason why Belichick knew is because the word got out that they picked the person. You know what I'm saying? So I would say there's never a bad time to bring the light and uproot racism wherever it may exist. And I think the truth is going to come out in the courts and the subpoenas 
in the testimony, in the depositions. And we'll know um, the reason why he's got hired because it's not up to the NFL to hire him. It's up to a team or team owner to hire him. So that owner or particular owner that hired him onto the job may not have anything to do with the Rooney rule. He's probably legitimately, you know, wants him or wants to give him an opportunity to feed his family because he may actually care about him. So I'm not going to bring it to that. But I just think the truth will come out in the court. And you do have a case if you get a text message saying congratulations and you hadn't been interviewed yet. So. It's, it's messed up. I'm it's sorry. Funny. To laugh, I'm laughing Brian. with you. I'm, I'm laughing with you. But it's, it's messed up. So let's no, let's let's just end it like this. Dave Chappelle said it best. Dave Chappelle said it best. When things like this happen to you, you gotta get off the bus and walk. Flores, listen, my man, you talking to three people that don't make $150,000 a year, let alone three mil annually. So you gotta understand something, bro. If you're going to take this walk, you gotta take the walk. You can't take the walk then. A week later, oh, you got a job at Pittsburgh? Okay, thank you. It don't work like that. Take the walk. Jerz, you watch the All-Star game? Come on, man. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we live in this niche time where now everybody's carving out their time to get their marketing on. Like Giannis, I don't know if you caught this, but the skills challenge, it was the rookies versus the starters versus the antenna cupos. I saw that. Like, I'm like, hold on. What's going on here? Very entertaining, though. Very entertaining. We saw a seven-footer, a Jersey guy by the name of Carl Anthony Towns. Shout out to Piscataway. What's up, my guy? Won the three-point contest. You don't see too many gargantuans just running around seven-foot tall, just knocking down threes like they the next coming to Larry Bird. You don't see that. I think Dirk was the last one. Dirk was the last one. Dirk was the last one. He wasn't the center, though, but yeah, you got my point. Now, a lot of people is shunning the slam dunk contest. Last year, I thought that was one of the best I ever saw with um my man that used to play for the Miami Heat. Yeah, I know I know what you're talking about, but... I think his last name is Jones, and he, and he, he went one-on-one with Aaron Gordon. That was fire. But it's boring now. It's what? been boring for, for some, some about a decade. What about the Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon one from 2016 when, when he had the magic mascot doing the tilt the world on a hoverboard? That was fire, dog. Come on now. Mm. That was crazy. Mm. I kn- what? Eh. 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 Mm. Listen, hear me out. So, Stephen A. Smith, my idol, all right? He, he suggested something different. I want to know if you agree with Stephen A. Smith. He did this on first take. I'm not going to do his impression. Smarts, can you just play that real fast? I want to know if jurors agree with Stephen A. Smith's new idea for the slam dunk contest. Play that. Are you ready for this idea, KP? <laughs> KP, you and I both know we could go to any park in America and see these cats dunking. We got cats <clears throat> in the streets <clears throat> that wasn't blessed and fortunate enough to be associated with organized basketball in a fashion that would enable them to be in the NBA. But these brothers can play. And obviously the mm-hmm. NBA got money. I am proposing on national television a national slam dunk tournament nationwide all throughout the cities throughout America. And we find, based on that competition, the top 10 dunkers, okay? And then ultimately you find like five to seven of them, pick the best five to seven of them based on the slam dunk competitions we win, we witness rather, and we get the NBA players to 
to sponsor, I'm not talking about monetarily, but I'm talking about to support out of those seven, which ones they want to pick or what have you. You keep the players involved, but they don't have to participate in the dunk contest. We get cats off the streets. I love Stephen A. Smith. But if Stephen A. Smith doesn't sound like the first black correspondent for Fox News sometimes, I don't know who does, yo. Off the streets! Like, all right, calm down, dog. We know. Like, we, everybody try to get some money. Off the streets! Like, calm it down. Calm it down, yo. (laughs) Calm it down. Like, we understand. Like, we need money. Off the streets, though, Perk! Like, I mean... You agree with that, though? Do you agree with my man over here with this new idea he had with this slam dunk contest? Not only do I agree with it, I could see it expanding and becoming even bigger than what he just said. Mm. If it, if that happens, what he just described, yeah. and the next thing you know, a couple of years down the line, now you got the best off the streets right? going up against the best in the NBA? Yeah. Bro, that's fire. That is fire. You understand what I'm saying? You I'm talking about viewership? Bro, make it happen, NBA. Adam Silver, make it happen. The biggest reason why this should happen, in my opinion, is because the best dunkers don't want to be in the dunk contest. John Morant, where you at, bro? LeBron James, listen, I, look, I don't care if your hairline looks like Stephen A's son. I don't care. You still out here acting like you can jump over people's neck. Then, dog, you need to get out here. <laughs> you need to get out here and show off and show out. The best dunkers the last, in my opinion, 10 years have not wanted to be in the slam dunk contest. Would you agree with that, Jers? Yes. You know what I mean? That's a that's an issue. But let's move past that. We got that out the way. Yo, who you saw with? Ben Simmons or James Harden? Before you answer that, here's my point why I'm talking to you about that. The well, NBA, watch your mouth now. Hold on. No, no. Everything's good. Everything's okay. good. The NBA owners are cracking down on the players resting. Like, that's their new thing. They making $30 million a year. And think about this. I want to go to a Brooklyn game, Jers, because I want to watch the Lakers play Brooklyn. But you know why I don't want to watch them play Brooklyn when they come to the Barclays? Because LeBron's sitting down. Anthony Davis is not even there. Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch this no more. Kyrie can't play. Kyrie can't play. He half man, half a season. That's what Charles Barkley say. I ain't say that. (laughs) Kyrie, I ain't say that. (laughs) Charles Barkley said that. He is the funniest man on television. You know what I'm saying? Half man, half a season. But think about that for a second. Now, some people are going to be like, well, you know, I mean, so what? How much money they make? It's just the fact of the matter that realistically, let's just be real. The citizens of New York, New Jersey, wherever you live at that have a basketball team around there, you you are paying tax dollars for that team. In a sense, you are a public share owner. All right? You, yes, that is true. For the team? You pay taxes. Or, Or for the building? Building, team, whatever the case may be, okay. you have you have a $1 ownership in that mother in my opinion, all right? Okay. So my thing, I look at it like this, yo. Some of your money, you just worked for Diamond Securities just with the Kyrie Irving pocket, okay? <laughs> Kyrie, you not going to play for me and my son? What's the problem? Ah, you know, man, something about this vaccination, something about this Moderna shop. I don't care what Who murdered you? You don't want to play? That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And the, the NBA owners are cracking down on this. And the reason why I'm talking to you about this jersey is because Ben Simmons and James Harden just, in my opinion, they flaked the game just to go wherever they wanted to go. Ben Simmons, mental health. Hold up. You got mental health issues just because you can't shoot? Because you can't shoot? Dog, I walk outside every day 5'5", dog. You know what I'm saying? You think I don't have mental health issues? You know what I'm saying? I got to come out here and live. You 6'7". Just because you can't shoot but you make $30 million, now you want to cite mental health issues. Oh, you mean... The players and Joel Embiid don't want to play with you because you only want to shoot seven times a game and you six seven bigger than everybody else. Now you got mental health issues. What about James Harden? 
Now, I ain't going to lie. James Harden, I kind of side with him a little bit because here's my thing with him. Yo, Kev, you told me to come here. You're supposed to be the best player in the NBA. You don't even want to play half the time. Your little man over here don't want to play at all. He don't want to take no Moderna shot. I took a Moderna. You took a Moderna. Steve Nash took a Moderna. What's the problem? A word? And then now you're going to be, now your knee sprain? Your knee, so you, you don't even want to play no more. You, you, you sure? You don't want to play no more? So that means I got to carry this load. And now all of a sudden, Kyrie want to be half man, half a season saying I'm back, I'm back. I ain't carrying this team. I ain't doing that. Nah, nah. I'm going back. Oh, my old GM that used to be in Houston, he, he played for Philly now. He in Philly night now. And you know what? I'm about to take this flight. Yeah, I know it's Brooklyn to Philly is only an hour, but I'm rich though. I'm about to take a flight. <laughs> Go to Philadelphia and live. And I, I even though I think it's like some shady, funny loophole BS, I still think it's like it's ugly. What you said about Ben Simmons wasn't fair. Let me give you a better analogy of okay. why it's not fair. Okay, talk to me. You 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 said Ben Simmons can't shoot, and now he's saying he got mental is mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about right. You getting paid millions of dollars to be in the NBA, and for whatever reason you can't shoot. That would bother me too. Now imagine if you were a porn star, you getting paid millions of dollars to get it up and smash, right. but you can't get it up. Yeah. That's gonna give you some mental health issues, my guy. That's also gonna make you unemployed. That's not gonna make you unemployed because he, if he was still playing, it's not gonna make him unemployed. Ben Simmons' value is not the shooting. It's the defense. It's the rebounding. Bro. It's the facilitating of the ball. That's his value. But it would, it would go up when he learns how to shoot, but he doesn't necessarily have to right now. He's still young. Let me ask you something. Go ahead. If you're a GM, would you pay Ben Simmons $32 million for the game that he plays right now? Yes. Shit. What the f***? This, that pilot right here. Could you date someone long-term knowing they do not want to be in a relationship? No. You could? Date? Yeah. Date someone long-term. Uh, if we just... Okay. It depends on what your definition of date is. But they know My they don't... definition of date, the yeah. way I came up, uh-huh. absolutely. We smashing all the time. Right, right, right. That's it, though. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, and it's That's more, not dating to me. That's just smashing. Could you date someone? I mean, I think dating is like, you know, normal stuff. Like, let's just go to the movies. Yeah, no. Let's not, meet up and go to the club, have some drinks. And then after we kind of tipsy, let's just go to one of our apartments and see what happens. Stuff like that. Yeah, I ain't doing that either. For a long time? Why not? Nah. Without any... Titles without somebody any gonna, real gonna, attachment, someone's gonna catch feelings. Somebody gonna catch feelings, bro. But, but guess that. what though? At the end of the day, you catching feelings single though. <laughs> Think about that though. You catching feelings single though. I, okay. Like you know, you know, you know what? The the least anybody can do to embarrass you is talk about you indirectly on Facebook. That's all they got on you. That's it. Facts. Hey, yo, I keep telling bro, like, you know what I'm saying? We just friends, like we can smash, but that's it. That's it. That's all. That's fine. So Nick Cannon was in an article not too long ago. I think it was on MTV or BET or Fox. I don't know. Wherever he was working at, right? Mm-hmm. And he was saying that it's not healthy to be in a monogamous relationship, which I easily laughed. And I was like, I wish I had Nick Cannon's phone number because I would call him and be like, well, do you think having non-kids by non-different women is healthy too? But anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you're basically concubining women. I don't care what you're saying, Nick Cannon. You're basically making sure that women do not want to have sex with anyone else for at least 18 years but you, okay? It's not healthy for who? Exactly. Him or the woman? Listen, he said it's not healthy, period. Period. Mm. Mm, right? So, here goes my question to you, sir. Are humans, because you're a married man, so watch yourself. Are humans meant to be monogamous? Talk to me. All right. I have this conversation with my wife all the time. Um... 
she actually agrees with me so I can speak on it. Yes. Women are meant to be monogamous. Men are not. Continue. There's nothing to continue. I don't want nobody to be in, you know, bashing the podcast because I'm speaking my mom, my guy. But if you just look at the history of things, men have always had more than one. It's even in the Bible to have more than one. It does say you must be able to provide and protect in order to have more than one. But it does state that. Now, do I agree with that? No. But if you ask 100 women, I'm pretty certain 80% of that 100 is going to be like, yes, that's actually true. Women yearn for that. Men always have that wandering eye all the time. It's funny that you say that you bring the Bible because the Bible didn't tell you that as a rule. It was in a storyline. When you heard about Abraham and other men having many wives, mind you, they're basing this on a world that hasn't been populated like that yet. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of men who have farms and lamb and a lot of livestock to provide and protect people and do trades and goods. So I think you got that aspect out of it. I don't know if it was like the right thing or the legal thing or the the enduring, the endearing thing to do by having a compound of women. I think that was just at that time, it's not that many people. If you got 40 people living in Israel, you know what I'm saying? You got to multiply. You got to multiply. So I don't know if it's I, about that, in my opinion. I'm not saying it's a rule. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it's something that is supposed to happen. It just naturally does. Think about it. But what if that's about condition, though? Like what, what if men are just conditioned from our fathers and their grandfathers and uncles and whoever else want to do Harvey Weinstein things to be like, yo, we are here to conquer my is here to conquer all types of women before I die. I'm sorry, honey. I think there's a small amount of men that think that way. Okay. Um, others, I literally think it's a temptation that half of us can fight off. The other half can't. If you go and if, if you look at it, I'm pretty sure, I don't know how many people you know in your life, but almost all of them have been cheated on or have been the one doing the cheating, right? And in, in, in that situation, the women will always forgive. The women will always get over it. The women will always, not necessarily get over it, but they will always forgive you. They will always take you back. They will always want to still work it out. A man won't do that. Because women are conditioned. percentage of men. Because women are conditioned for that. We're conditioned to conquer. Women are conditioned to forgive the man, especially if that man can't provide. Smarts, I do not care what you say, my friend. Swiss Beast is on the bull. Why, why would you say that? So he puts a tweet out when... People were upset. Black Twitter was going mad because they didn't want to pay $2.99 for the subscription for Thriller uh -huh. to watch the Anthony Hamilton music socha Valentine's Day verses. Mm. Okay. So he put a tweet out like, oh, I ain't even know this happened. I was out of the country. You know, uh, it, it's free again, y'all. Go ahead and go, go enjoy I, that. I saw that. You know what I'm saying? So in my mind, I'm like, oh, they tried, they tried it. Try to see what was going to happen. They did it before, though. I think Thriller did it before. They did it a couple times. Yeah, now, yeah. mind you, because here's the thing. They have an article out where they're showing that Swiss Beats wanted to make sure that uh, Thriller didn't want to put these verses on a paywall. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. Swiss and Timberland, or I think Swiss in, Swiss in particular, has stock or equity, if you will, in Thriller. Okay. Now, I want people to understand this because this segment is about how... I look at Instagram as a third-party middleman. And here's what I mean by that. Not that it's good or bad. I'm just saying it's a third-party middleman. Hear me out. So, do you know the most watched verses? I don't know the most watched verses. 
Let me ask you this real fast. What do you think is the most watched versus? I'll give you three guesses. Um, maybe the DMX and the Snoop Dogg one. DMX and Snoop Dogg had a versus? Yeah. What? Yeah. I ain't even watched that one. Um, this is before he passes passed away. Nah, they did a 3D. Alright, yo, next one. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> hologram of DMX after. Come nah. on, man. Um, it, um, and then maybe the Beanie Man, um, and Bounty one, and then the uh, another guess would probably be the Locks and and Dipset. Ashanti and Keisha Cole was the most watched. Versus. Really? Six million total Instagram views. Wow. Wow. I was way off. Congrats to them. Now think about this for a second. The artists don't get paid to do verses. No. No. And I mean, I'm not here knocking. No, they don't. They don't. That the idea is to re to, to revive their catalog. Exactly. And then it, it people will get the streams. Yeah. And that has been working. People have been seeing up to a hundred. 200 to 300 percent increase in their streams mm-hmm. after verses. Right. So that is working. We're not here talking about that. Yeah. I'm just making a point of something. I'm about to get to my bigger point. So as we know, the way you get money through Instagram is through a whole bunch of watch time. You gotta have the blue check. And then on top of it, you wanna have this thing called badges. You wanna have people donate to you. Now, I know Instagram must have some type of deal with Swiss Beats because they don't just pop off and just have a million views out of nowhere. Okay. So here's my thing. I think Swiss Beats is going to keep it on IG Live until he has a big marquee matchup. I still believe that he hasn't had that big marquee matchup yet, even though, even though he has some good verses, like he has some good bad. Like imagine if this was a world boxing organization. I think that he has shown a lot of good mid-card boxing matches. We haven't had that big-time heavyweight, big marquee matchup yet. I, I, I follow you. Okay? So, because when you get that big marquee matchup, let's say, let's say, I don't know, big marquee matchup. I'm thinking like uh, Beyonce versus Rihanna. Something crazy like Something that. Something crazy like that. Okay. You know, let me ask you this real fast. How much would you charge? Well, not how much would you charge. How much, how much would, would you, you pay, pay for? For Beyonce and, and for, Riri? No, no, but hear me out. If, if Thriller said X amount of dollars, monthly subscription for the next 15 months, if you want to watch Beyonce versus Rihanna, how much would you pay? I probably do. I probably wouldn't pay. I don't want to pay for boxing matches okay. on pay-per-view. So it, would, it, can't, it, sh- it can't be more than a pay-per-view. So look, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Not saying you're right or wrong. I just want to make a point because you just you just described the everyday average worker. Yeah, all right, absolutely. Workers don't want to pay for any of this. Like if Instagram was six dollars a month, like if this was a real deal dating app, let's say Instagram just said it was Tinder and we're gonna just make you charge for all this. I think a lot of people. I think more than half of America would be like, "Nah, I'm dropping my services." They would. People people are already paying with their eyes. So, so here's the thing. At some point, Swiss Beats and Timberland are going to have to go to Thriller and go make people pay a monthly subscription. Because hear me out, six million views on Instagram is not a lot of money. Okay, I, I hear, I hear you. Joe Joe Rogan on his podcast get up to hundred ninety million views, downloads a month, mm-hmm. a month. Yes, this is just six million six million views one time, one time. But those are the biggest concerts ever. That's fine, but again. It's a concert. It's, it's, so it's not, but, it's, but not, it's sponsored by Swiss Beats and Timberland until further notice. Understood. So, 
without going too deep into it, you will never see a concert, a stage concert with 6 million people in the, in the field, like out. And that's what Versus is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a concert. I understand what you're saying about Joe Rogan. He's, he's like a viewer, like a sh- nighttime, daytime talk show. That's kind of where he, he lives. Where they live is concert. Right. No, no. So, I, get, no I get the point of that. I wasn't, so 6 I wasn't, million is mm-hmm. a big deal for concert. But hear me out though. We're talking about IG numbers. Like I'm not talking about, I get what you're saying with that. Even with IG numbers, that's crazy. But that's crazy for one night. The point I'm making is we're talking about how much money 6 million views on Instagram is worth. Right. And it's just not, no, and it's not worth that much. It's not. No, that's, I understand. That's, that's, no, that's, that's I understand. my only point. That's my only point that I'm making. So, so I they're th- going to have to do $4.99 a month at some point. I, I don't, I don't think so. I think if you have, hold on one more time, Beyonce versus Rihanna, you're going to have to charge people that. You won't get a Beyonce versus Rihanna for that reason because nobody's going to want to pay for it. You, if you, you, can, you don't think nobody would pay Beyonce versus Rihanna? No. I would pay $5.99 for the next 15 months if you told me you're going to start, the, start off the Thriller app with Beyonce versus Rihanna. I, I don't think so. Like, okay. people, would, people would much rather pay five dollars $600 for a Beyonce and Rihanna concert. Yeah, absolutely. Versus like they would pay for that, but people so, people would pay to go there, and then there's some people that would pay for the pay per view the I, same I, way. Boxing I, I, is. Hear, I hear what you're saying, and I think the the reason why they don't want it behind a paywall is because it's for the culture. And Thriller app is a sporting app, so people are paying for sporting events yeah. like you would pay for boxing, MMA, stuff like and that. And why versus can't be that because sporting it's not event. a sport. It's, Why can't it be that? Though? Because it's entertainment. Okay. When you sports is not entertainment. No, no, sports is entertainment, but you don't pay for the entertainment in the sport. We like, don't pay pay per view for Mayweather. What are you talking right, about? Right, but you don't pay for the performance that comes out with Mayweather. No, you don't. You don't pay not. for the halftime. So that's what that. So that's what they are. They are the entertainment, and they build the platform by keeping eyes on the platform with the entertainment. So you shouldn't put that behind the paywall. It keeps the app relevant. You can throw your ads. And your commercials for the sporting events that people pay for. So to charge for entertainment on a sporting platform, it doesn't work, especially when they don't pay artists anyway. I think for the most part, these are millionaires getting to call their shots and they don't really necessarily need the money. But if they really want to flip the money, they'll do what I just said. They're already and turn flipping this thrill- into they, they, promotions. Yeah, but they're already flipping the thriller app by even having people that would not normally be on the app, on the app watching the, right. the concert. But, but so, let's, let's be for real. Right now, they are under 100 million subscribers. Uh huh. Th- th- what you want out of these apps, you want 100 million subscribers. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And right now, because you can get Thriller on, well, you can get Versus, not Thriller, I'm sorry. You can get Versus on VersusTV.com, IG Live, Facebook. You don't really need to be on Thriller. And that's my point as far as that. So this is why I'm saying, Swiss Beats, why not use the equity that you have? Go ahead, put Thriller and make it the Mayweather promotions that you basically wanted to be. Because if you didn't want that to happen, you would have never tried to charge us $2.99 for some corny <laughs> love fest from Music Soul Child and Anthony Hamilton. Wow. <laughs> we about to play Out of Bounds. Smarts, say the rules for the audience, please. All right, so for your listening pleasure, uh, Nassau is going to start reading out the questions. And Juris has 10 seconds to answer the question. If he doesn't answer the question in 10 seconds or get the answer in 10 seconds, he gets hit with a buzzer. Y'all ready? Hold on, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, let's go. Your word is Muhammad Ali. And the words you can't say are greatest heavyweight 
Cassius Clay, boxer. First word. He's not George Foreman. He's not Mike Tyson. He's not Evander Holyfield. But Lennox you, Lewis. No. Ali. Your word is nail salon. The words you can't say are polish, pedicure, finger, manicure. We give women $35 on Saturday afternoons or mornings to do this. To go to this place. The nail salon. Got it. Your word is natural. The words you can't say our hair, organic, beauty, birth. My, my locks are. I don't pass. <laughs> Your word is New Jack City. The words you can't say are Pookie, Nino Brown, Wesley Snipes, Ice T. Yo. Oh, I can say this? Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yeah, you got that buzzer. Chris Rock. You got that buzzer. You got that buzzer. Come on. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to know Chris Rock from that? My New <laughs> Jack City. I'm supposed to know Juice, New Jack City. Yeah, I know rich. New Jack City, but I'm thinking you it's the said, slogan. You could have said the word movie. The word movie wasn't on there. The word movie wasn't on there. Dad. All right. Next one. Next one. Okay. Your word is Nike. The words you can't say are shoes, swoosh, Athletic Jordan Durant got a pair of these So do Bron A pair? Well I mean you know From from, from the from the distributor though A deal the Endorsement distri- The distributor is who? The boss of the endorsement The sponsor Try Nike mm. Alright man <laughs> Alright Alright Your word is nickname The words you can't say Are school Affection Friends, childhood. Chubba the Bricks is your... Stage name. Okay, what's another word for stage name? Nickname. Your word is Keenan and Kel. The words you can't say are all that, Nickelodeon, orange, good burger. They was the first two black people before Nick Cannon on this network with their show. Did he? And... They was the first two black kids before Nick Cannon with their own show on that network. But what's the oh, name of the oh, show, though? Get him out of here. Boss. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. That was Keenan and Kel, my guy. All right, so look, we got to get this last one. And then um, this last one. And then, yeah, and I then it's terrible. on you. I'm so upset with myself. Okay. Oh, then you I was better get you. this right. Your word is Juneteenth. And you better get this right because it's Juneteenth. The words you can't say are 19th, freedom, slavery, independence. Texas. The people that were in tattered clothes that looked like us were in Texas. The last people to know about this. And now this is a holiday. Indentured servants. That was a terrible description, bro. Couldn't say slavery. You should have just said Trump just signed this into the holiday. I would have got it. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. 